This episode of Comics Relaunch will contain spoilers for the latest TV, comics, video games, and movies. People, you have not heard our voice in a long time. Actually, you've heard mine recently. You've not heard the other man in the room, Jake Archer's. I've been sleeping. I've been hibernating through the summer. Because it's not... I don't like the summer. It's not nerd (laughs) season. It's not nerd season. We get hot and sweaty. (laughs) Anyway, welcome back. Uh, I hope you liked uh, the one-shot Jeff to kind of tide you over. It was, I'll be honest, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> I Honestly, I re- I've rewritten that script at least twice since I recorded it. So, I might do it again. No one gave me feedback. So, you know, great job, guys. Park, yeah, of course. stick a finger up to them. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's still coming... Expect other things, including possible dark stories written by myself. So have fun with that. Anyway, you're not here for that. You're here for comic books and TV comics and other things. We got comics, we got TV, and we got movies, but not a lot of movies because uh, we might have talked about it. We might not. I don't remember, but we'll get to that. Well, I've got um, a couple anyway. So yeah. Um, but yeah, this show is going to be very different to usual. We're just going to talk. I'm not going to do any... Sh- There's a slight structure to it, but, you know, fuck it. Yeah. Can't be asked. This whole structured to... thing was... It was a great thing on paper, and then life hit you, and it was like... God, eh. I spent... In August... Because, you know, we were going to do the review show at the end of, end of the month. Yeah. I, was like, I thought that was a genius idea. I have a Word document that has every book I read in August. God. With a little thing next to it about what I thought about that book and then I wanted to kill myself oh wow so that's uh, half of them are just like this is shit this is shit this is pretty shit and then it's like Mr. Miracle this is fucking amazing <laughs> otherwise known as this was the list that would have just caused rage and depression because this is what you had to live yes. through, with, through summer it's like they were pushing you I started doing it with September I started doing it with September and I did the first week fine, no problem. And then I got into the second week and I was just like, nah, I'm done. Pause. <laughs> and seeing as though I haven't even finished reading the third week of September's books yet and two days until New Comic Book Day. <sighs> yeah. Oh well. Anyway, speaking of New Comic Book Day, this week's very important. It is. It's Marvel Legacy, or as I like to call Marvel Rebirth. It's reboot time, people. <sighs> relaunch. It's not relaunch. It's go back. Like I said, reboot time. Unlaunching. Unlaunching, relaunching, unlaunching. This is what. This is why our show is called Comics Relaunch. <laughs> it happens all the time. Yeah, we reboot every two seconds. Anyway, so it's been an event for the last God knows how many months. And it might be one of the worst Marvel events ever written. Are you putting up there was Secret Wars? Secret Wars was good. Secret Empire? Secret Empire is the worst one. That's the one I'm talking about. Well, I don't know. Secret Wars was, is a great ten-issue series. It just it took so long to fucking come out. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Secret Wars, writing-wise, is brilliant. I can't fault it. But this is worse than Secret Invasion, Aaron. This is worse than Civil War 2. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, 
granted, the best issue of this uh, this event is better than any issue of Civil War Two. But we already talked about that issue, I think, back when the, in the episode, the Ultron issue, where Ultron was just like, "Fuck you, Avengers, you are shit." Yeah, where we talked about that. Yeah, I like that issue. But now I'm going to tell you how I'm going to explain how Secret Empire ended. So we got to a point where like 20 people are dead and nobody cares and it's all stupid and there's all this. So Black Widow's dead, uh, Rick Jones is dead, nobody gives a shit about either of them. Um, so when they wrote this book, when they kept advertising it, they said it's not going to get fixed by a Cosmic Cube. Got fixed by a Cosmic Cube. So the whole story, they've been chasing after this, these shards of the Cosmic Cube and... Caps managed now, at the end, managed to get the entirety of the Cosmic Cube except one shard. Oh. And they all go to New York and they try to take down the big bubble and they take down Washington and they, they save, trying to save the day and Sam Wilson's like, I am Captain America until this ends because we've already seen the solicitations for uh, where he goes back to the Falcon. Yep. And it's, it's stupid. But do you know what's the stupidest thing, Aaron? Are you going to talk about the new Deus Ex Machina? Yes, I am. Yes. But that's not, that's, I'm not. I'm not so fussed about the Deus Ex Mac. Oh, sometimes oh yeah. you got to do it. Sometimes you write yourself into a corner, and sometimes. However, issue eight of Secret Empire, they figure everything out, and they break it down, and they break down the, the shield around the Earth, and they get rid of the Dark Force bubble, and they get rid of that, and they get rid of that, and they're taking the fight to Captain America. Somewhere between issue seven and issue eight, they forged a plan. That plan's not mentioned in issue 8. They just do it. Right. They explain in Captain America issue 25 that the character that you saw in issue 1 of Secret Empire that threw up a lunchbox yep, threw up a lunchbox has a power where he can throw up any item. Although he can't throw up any item. He can only throw up items that are altruistic. I don't even know what I mean. <laughs> I will. So he, he goes, he goes. Oh, so it means like I can't throw up a gun. So apparently a gun is a gun is an altruistic, but the shard of a cosmic cube is. Right. So that I'll... last shard that's needed for Captain America. Altruistic is showing a disinterested and selfless concern for the well-being of others. Unselfish. What? That makes no sense. So, oh, so he couldn't be able, he, so he couldn't throw up a gun because it would harm others. But you can throw up a cosmic cube that can change the entirety of reality. Yeah, apparently so. Right, so that that happens, and then in the final issue, right, we're there, and Cap's taken over, and he's there in his power suit that's uh, that's powered by. Um, Powered by the Cosmic Cube, but it's, remember, he's still missing one shard of the Cosmic Cube. And throughout this book, there's been these dibbling bits of nice art where there's a nice Captain America and he's trying to get home and he's trying to find this and he bumps into a nice Bucky and a nice thing and bumps into the Red Skull and he fights the Red Skull a bit. And it's like, oh, this is classic Captain America. This is seeming oddly familiar, uh, as in called Superman, Lois and Clark, which came out just before uh, Rebirth. Yep. So what happens is Bucky just turns up after supposedly being dead. Just turns up and is like, hey man, I've got a plan. And he's like, cool. 
that plan is to shrink Ant-Man into the shard of the Cosmic Cube. Scott Lang Ant-Man. Hand that Cosmic Cube to Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson walks up to Stevel, as people on the internet call him, and just hands him the shard of the Cosmic Cube. Of course he does. Steve puts the shard on the Cosmic Cube. Ant-Man then pulls out a second Captain America and Kobik, the physical embodiment of the Cosmic Cube. That new Captain America picks up Mjolnir, smack, just to prove he's the real Captain America, and he's the good Captain America, smacks the Hydra Cap in the face, and it's over. And they all walk out. And then Kobik goes, Kobik goes, oh, I'm going to fix everything, and puts everything back to normal, except for two things, three things. Rick Jones is dead, Black Widow is dead, and Vegas is still destroyed. She then, and this comes into the next bit we're going to talk about, when we talk about generations, clicks her fingers, sends all of the Avengers back in time, but not back in time, into a place called the Vanishing Point, which is not time travel, as Marvel keeps reminding us. And then clicks her fingers and they come back and they're all smiling. However, Jean Grey's not there, and Laura Kinney's not there. They've both got Generations books. Right. And we'll get to why this is even more annoying when we get to the Generations book. Because I've read all of them, except the Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel book, which I just haven't got read to Ms. Marvel and Ms. Marvel. Not Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel, I've read that one. Um, and then Kovic, and then in the Omega issue, because every single event has to have an Omega issue, and this uh, technically turns Secret Empire into a 13-issue miniseries, oh. rather than a 10, which was originally supposed to be a 9. In the thing, it just turns out the Black Widow's alive. Of, of course she is. And Punisher's going to get the War Machine costume. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you don't see that in, in that issue, but you see Nick Fury like, who's ready? And then the solicitations for the new Punisher thing, he's in the War Machine costume. So whatever. Um, yeah, so that's Secret Empire, and it's fucking bollocks, and I hate it, and I want it to die and never be talked about again. The worst thing about it, though, is the evil Steve is still alive, which means there's two Steves. So that's two Steves, like 20 Logans, two, three beasts. Yep. There's so many insane characters, Aaron. We are so looking many. right now at a Marvel kind of clone fest. Yeah. And Marvel and clones don't get on well. No. Which then leads in... And because there's so many versions of same characters, leads into Generations. Generations started several weeks before the end of uh, Secret Empire. Seems as though it's explained in Secret Empire what happened. So the first one, Hulk, just turns out that Amadeus Cho is just back in time with Bruce Banner and they're fighting and then Amadeus Cho's like, oh, I can't control my anger. And that was the whole book and it was bloody awful. Then Jean Grey happens. And Jean Grey was quite a good book, the Generations yeah, it was good, book. Yeah. However, if you then, the next day, or the same day, or the week after, I can't remember when it came out, read Jean Grey, I think it's issue six, yeah. makes the entirety of the Generations book redundant. Yeah, it just kind of felt like the Generations book happened. It's like Cullen Bunn and Dennis Hopeless did not talk to each other. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, we're doing this event. Okay, cool, we're doing our own story stuff. Yeah, because obviously in Generation, she goes back and she sees Jean Grey, and Jean Grey helps her and makes her think, oh, okay, becoming Jean Grey's not such a... Uh, that Jean Grey's not such a bad thing. And then in issue six, she's being haunted by the ghost of Jean Grey yeah. and uh, is evil and wants to hurt her. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I'm quite enjoying Jean Grey there. It's quite. It is a very. It's one of the good X Men books. Yeah. Um, and then you had Thor, which was fine. Thor was brilliant because it was Jason Aaron and sort of doing his own thing and setting off its thing for legacy. Um, the Wolverine one was really good because it actually had some character development and that was nice. Uh, the uh, Ms. Mar- the Hawkeye one was fine. They're just these books are completely pointless. That's the thing, except for the Thor one. All of them seem completely pointless. And the Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel one. Whoever wrote that, I think it was Margaret Stall who writes, um, uh, uh, Captain Marvel. Just, I don't think she's ever read a book with Captain Marvel in it. because oh. he doesn't talk like. Captain Marvel does, and it's very weird, and it's boring, and nothing really happens in it. And I don't know what they've done to... Like, I do know what's to happen to Carol. Bendis happened to Carol, and he ruined her completely. Yeah, Civil War Two just killed her. Don't come back. And then you have... And this is the one that annoys me the most. The Iron Man one. Oh, grief. Right, so they're all going back in time to meet their... Well, they're not going back in time. They're being sent to the vanishing point where they might see their former selves or whatever. I don't know. Riri goes forward in time. Of course she does. To a world where tech is not so important and magic's more important and Tony Stark is the Sorcerer Supreme. Which is a plot point from infamous Iron Man where a future version of Tony Stark, Sorcerer Supreme appeared before Doom, which was quite cool when it was that. Yeah. Then they extended it. However, remember what I said about the page in Secret Empire, where they're all stood together and they get clicked back and forth? Yeah. At the end of the Iron Man one, she goes back to the back to the main play, back to New York City, and she's in the middle of New York City flying around when she's supposed to be in Washington when she came back. So Bendis didn't talk to Nick Spencer. Nope. I don't think that actually the Generations books, when they started writing them, knew the ending of Secret Empire. I'll be honest, I think they were just like, do you want to write just a collaboration between the like an iconic variant of your character and the current one? And then I don't know why gone. there needed to be an explanation. Yeah. These could have just been out of continuity, fun short stories. Yeah, exactly. That would have worked so much better. But no, everything's got to be a big part of the event. And then, so we go out of Secret Empire into Generations. Secret Empire being a 10-issue series. Generations being a 10-issue series. And now we go into Legacy, starting this week. Now, this is different from that. Because Legacy is supposed to be bringing us back to what it means to be Marvel. I'm yet to see that from any of the solicitations. Well... Because we still have Riri Williams. We still have... Kamala Khan. We still have all these characters that have replaced all the classic characters, and the classic characters... That... Did I also mention that Hulk came back in Secret Empire? Because he did, and then disappeared again. So he's wandered off. So Bruce Banner's alive, maybe? I don't know. He's somewhere. 
We'll find out. Um, maybe. But yeah, so Amadeus Cho is still the Hulk. Riri Williams is still Iron Man. Jane Foster is still Thor for now. Sam Wilson's no longer Captain America. Yes, he's uh, now the Ugly Falcon. The Novas seem to have completely disappeared. I think they because... just don't know what to do with them. Well, on the original poster for Generations, they were there. And yeah. they didn't get a book. <laughs> I'm not surprised, to be honest, because they just go like, uh, who wants this? Granted, the little, no- the little Nova series that was only like seven issues, the one with Richard Ryder and Sam Alexander, was really good. I don't know why people... But, I, you know, I, no, I think no, no wants, if they go, oh, I want to write a space book, here's Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's it. Yeah. You can only get Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, yeah that's what happens. But now, so Legacy is a, essentially what the Rebirth one-shot was for Marvel. Yeah. And you've got... However, Rebirth was two ninety nine for eighty pages. Two ninety nine dollars for eighty pages. Yeah, it was it Marvel was Legacy cool. is like fifty pages and it's five ninety nine. So <laughs> probably yeah, they know how to rip people off, don't they? Yeah. However, it is written by Jason Aaron and the art is by Essid Ribic, who in my book have written the best Marvel story of all time, which was Thor God of Thunder. Oh yeah. However so that is brilliant. Plus, you have the Avengers 1 million BC, which when I first heard about it, I was like, Ugh. but then when they actually revealed who they were, I was like, that's fucking cool. You got Odin, you got the original, Fe- well, I'm not even sure if it's supposed to be a host of the Phoenix or if it is just the Phoenix. I'm and then you've sure. got the original Black Panther, the original Iron Fist, the original Starbrand, the original Sorcerer Supreme. And the spirit of vengeance, who is a guy who rides a mammoth on fire, which is awesome. Which is might be the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and might be the most metal thing ever. Yeah, fuck you, DC, with your Dark Knight's metal. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, I'm not dissing on Dark Knight's metal. I'm actually really enjoying it. But yeah, so Legacy, and that sparks a new, not relaunch from Marvel, and we're gonna have a quick go through of that. So Amazing Spider-Man is not changing. I was going to say, it's it's the same thing. Still Dan Slott, and it's still Stuart Immerman. However, he's no longer rich, and he's no longer the CEO of Parker Industries. They sorted that out in the last issue of Spider-Man. And that's called The Fall of Parker, so he's back down on his luck. Fine, that's fine. Spider-Man wasn't one of the issues of Marvel. Uh, Falcon, number one. So this is one of, like, three or four new books, actual new books. Yeah, it's a proper new one. The Falcon, and that's written by Rodney Barnes, who wrote one issue of that Secret Empire Brave New World tie-in, and I think as a TV writer. He wrote The Boondocks. All right. So that might be all right. Uh, And that's also going to include the new Patriot, who was in Secret Empire that nobody cares about. To be honest, the look of it in general is just... I, I think it looks a bit too scruffy. Yeah, I'll read it, but you know... I like Falcon. Uh, Invincible Iron Man is exactly the same. Yep. Except it's merging the two Iron Man books, so it's going to be Riri and Doom by the looks of it. And oh, they are searched, kind of and it. it's called The Search for Tony Stark. So, I didn't realise he was gone anywhere. I thought he was in a coma in his fucking building. But, and he was AI. Not. Obviously not. Then the second of our new books, Spirits of Vengeance, issue one. Oh, now, I this does look quite interesting. Yep. You got 
a bunch of characters that haven't been seen in a fucking long time. Oh, Although yeah. Although Damon, Helsh- Damon Helstrom did turn up in something, but last week, but I can't remember what it is. Um, you've got Damon Helstrom, Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. Which is just tip-top. Which means I don't have to deal with that fucking Robbie Reyes. Yep. Um, Blade. Blade and Satana. Not yep. Zatana, Satana. yeah. Female Satan. Yeah, but that, looks, that could Damon. be quite interesting. That could be quite interesting. And that's written by Victor Gershler. Gishler. sounds Jewish. Victor Gishler. Still sounds good, Jewish. And David Baldian. Now, I saw but, the... Um, Incredible Hulk. It was actually very well yes. uh, drawn, so on board. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. As is the next one. Uh, each of these um, books are have a three-page primer that talks about like characters from the past and how what they did and their little story, which I quite like that idea. Yeah, that's cool. And there's also the How to Draw Variants by Chip Zdarsky, which are amazing. And then there's also the Lenticulars, which are stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole business thing that I don't want to get into now about comic stores. Uh, it's a mess, an absolute mess. Stop, Next up, one. stop selling shinies. Yeah, stop doing Lenticulars. And DC needs to stop it as well. Yep. Next one, Incredible Hulk, issue 709. Well, that, just because I forgot about it. Amazing Spider-Man's going back to 789. And Invincible Iron-Man's going back to 593. Incredible Hulk, 709. Greg Pak. Yep. So it's still Greg Pak, that's fine. Greg Land, or not, which is a bit like, uh, maybe not. However, it's the return to Planet Hulk, just in time for a movie that is based on Planet Hulk. Sorry, though. It's not Banner. <laughs> oh no, it's Cho. It's still Amadeus Cho. He's going to a different a different part of Sakare. But He's going to the know. west side. But I but I'm quite interested in that. I like that. I'd like Planet Hulk and I like Greg Pack, so that'll probably be alright. And I don't mind Amadeus Cho as the Hulk. Um Black Panther is going to hundred and sixty six and that's not changing at all. And that's got Ulysses Claw arc. Because, you know, it Apparently is quite that weird is that they've gone back to the original numbering when it means very little in Marvel versus what DC Yeah, it's has. almost like Marvel when detective comics and action comics worked. Let's do it for everything! Yeah. Captain Marvel, 125. Even though it's going back to the original numbering of a character that wasn't actually Captain Marvel. It's not included the Ms. Marvel numbering. No. It's just Captain. Uh, that's still Marguerite Stoll. And she's still with the Alpha Flight, so I don't know. What's, I don't think anything's actually changing there. Um, Iron Fist number seventy-three. Ed Brisson still right. I don't like Ed Brisson. All right, because this new Iron Fist book is boring. It was all right the first couple of issues, yeah, but it's, it's just fine. been very boring since. Which is why this one I am dropping for Legacy. Yeah. And Ed Brisson also took over on Old Man Logan and ruined it. And he's also... And when I say ruined it, ruined the original story of Old Man Logan with it. And he's also writing Cable, which doesn't excite me at all. Uh, However, Sabretooth will be fighting Iron Fist. Which is fine, because that's where Sabretooth first appeared. Yeah. But I don't care. 
Luke Cage, 166. Still David Walker and Nelson Blake. Now, the current Luke Cage book is pretty bad. So, let's just skip that one. Cable, 150. Ed Brisson, John Marlin. Now, this is The Newer Mutants, which seems to be Blink, Dupe, and some other people. The uh, team I think is... one of them is Longshot. It's... It's Armour, Longshot, Dupe, Shatterstar, X-23, Blink, and Cable. Yeah, I'll pass. I'm on board, because that <laughs> is the new mutant, so I actually yeah. don't like it. Now, now you're probably going to be angry at me here. Go on. But I'm kind of interested in this. Is this the one I think I'm also intrigued by? Probably not. Go on. Despicable Deadpool. No, it is the same one. Now, I've had, I've not liked Deadpool for a very long time. I used to like Deadpool a lot when I was younger, but that's because I was 13 and didn't know any better. However, over the last few months, the Secret Empire tie-in of Despicable of Deadpool was so good and was actually doing some really interesting stuff with the character that I'm going to give this a chance. I'm going to continue going. I and like if Deadpool kills Cable, and if he actually kills Cable, that would be a lot of fun. However, <clears throat> the end of the last issue of Deadpool had some evil clone of Cable, I think. Right. And I think that's what he's killing. I like the idea that this is going <clears throat> dark Deadpool, which is where he should be. So I'm actually very eager yeah. to kind of give it a go. No more, no more X-Men, no more Avengers. So he's bad by himself. However, he is turning up in Defenders, which doesn't make any sense. <sighs> Avengers 672. Now, if there's one way to start a relaunch, Aaron, it's to start with a crossover. Uh, of course. Boom! Mark Wade and J- Jesus Sayas in Worlds Collide. Crossing over with Champions issue 13 with Mark Wade and Humberto Ramos, where it looks like it's essentially Avengers vs. Champions. Oh, yeah. However, the preview pages of this look fucking awesome. And it's mainly because the preview pages have Vision and Viv teaming up and destroying a load of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, boy, because Viv is the best character for Champion. Oh, yeah, the, it's Viv makes this look good. And we'll come back to that later on. Um, Mighty Thor, issue 700. On board. Now, this is the shit. This is the shit. Oh, yeah. Jason Aaron, Russell Dortmund, Walter Simonson, Oliver Koipel, Chris Burnham, James Harden, and more. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's a five ninety nine book, this one, but it's massive. And this is called The Death of the Mighty Thor. And I'm so excited about this, Aaron. Do you know why? Go for it. Because have you seen the cover? Oh, yes. You've got Beta Ray Bill, Jane Foster Thor, King Thor, Unworthy Thor, Young Thor, Throg, Volstag Thor, and Thor's future granddaughters. And in the background, you got a bit of Loki, you got a bit of Hela, and some giant troll thing, which I'm not sure what that is. I'm guessing that could be the Magog. Yeah, I think that is Magog. But it looks like Jane Foster's on her way out. I think it is time. Yeah, as I much as I've enjoyed Jane Foster, I think she's easily the best generation character, the legacy, best legacy character. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be her official retirement. And the... However, yeah. I don't think Thor's going to end up picking the hammer up. No, I think it's gonna, we're going to have some War Thor time. War Thor, plus, I feel like you need an arc in between the unworthy Thor and him picking the pa- hammer up again. Yeah. He needs to believe he's worthy again. 
that's why he can't pick it up because he doesn't believe he's worthy. Yeah, he, he, he but won't I think, be worthy until he real, real wants to be, as it were. I think with what they're doing at the minute with Thor and the War Thor, I feel like War Thor could, with the death of Jane, could think, okay, maybe I'll do things a little bit differently. I could follow him for a bit. And we could follow on whatever Thor. Plus, in the movie, he loses his hammer. Indeed. And you know that they're all about corporate synergy over at Marvel. Yeah, they they try to be. <laughs> now, if there's one way to kick off a relaunch, Aaron, it's not one crossover, but it's two crossovers. Oh, yeah. X-Men Gold, issue 13, by Mark Guggenheim and Mike Mayhew, and X-Men Blue, 13, by Cullen Bunn and Jorge Molina, is do, are doing Mojo Worldwide, which has Apocalypse... And Jean Grey, or adult Jean yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix Grey. Yeah. And there's a bunch of fighting, and there's Mojo. So that probably could be quite fun, actually. But it's just the fact it's a Mark crossover. X Men Gold, yeah. I don't like Mark Guggenheim, he ruined Arrow. <coughs> now, this one I'm excited about. Yeah. This one I'm quite excited about. Uncanny Avengers issue 28. Jim's up. Sean Izakasi. I don't know how you pronounce that. But the book is called Stars and Garters, and it's a Beast and Wonder Man book. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that. boy. That's exciting. We're back with you, an old team for um, the Uncanny. Well, aren't we? Yeah, it seems that the team is going to be um, Rogue, Brother Voodoo, or whatever he's called, uh, Johnny Storm, Quicksilver, Wasp, Wonder Man, Beast, and Scarlet Witch. I'm tempted to go back onto this now because of that. Yeah, it's a good team. <coughs> of classic Avengers. Yeah, it's got two of my favourite members. Wow, it's actually got three now. Yeah. Of my full-time favourite Marvel uh, characters. So, yeah. US Avengers issue 11 by Al Ewing and Packard Diaz. So that's continuing. Oh, However, yeah, I think good. it's ending at issue 12. I feel sorry for Al Ewing. All his books seem to get to issue 12 and then get cancelled. Well, at least he keeps going. Or issue 6. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Spider-Gwen. Continuing. I love this cover. Uh, Gwenum. Gwenum. Is, do you remember Venomverse? Well, the uh, Gwenum yeah. thing is not Venomverse. No. However, I'm pretty sure Spider-Gwen is going back to its original numbering. So from the previous series. I think they're adding that on top, which is going to confuse a lot of people. Hang on. Because it's only going up to issue 25. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's on like issue 17 in the minute. I don't that. know. I can't remember. I'm not very good at this, as you can tell. No. Oh, I always read it anyway but no, I love this again I've actually requested two covers of this as well are you getting the lenticular of this one as well yeah yeah I'm getting the lenticular of the Thor one because it's badass because it's Death Captain Marvel have you seen Gwen on top of Ven- on top of Gwen it's just like that is of yeah, all man. time one of the best designs of Venom I've ever seen oh yeah so Royals is continuing which is one of Marvel's better books hey how are you doing I don't know what's ha- yeah, how you in again. I don't know what's happened, but the Inhumans have come back and stolen the show since Resurrection. It's like let's stop pushing them and just tell interesting stories of them. Well, unless it's that a TV works. show. Unless it's a TV show, but I've not seen that yet. But we'll might come back to that in the next episode if it ever gets aired in the UK because it doesn't look like it. Well, it might not be aired in the United States either. They are going to air the first series. Oh, okay, because uh, there, the con- there was there was. But they're not sure it's getting a second one. Yeah, because there's contentious whether or not ABC wanted to even air the first series at one point. Yeah. No, I think it starts on Thursday. No, Friday. It starts on okay. Friday. Um, Venom, continuing, whatever. 
Um, but I think, and then in December, I think it's that's going into a crossover with Amazing Spider-Man. So three crossovers Yay. to kick off Marvel Legacy. Um, oh, and you've got great. Jessica Jones is continuing, Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Gados, and that's the return of the Purple Man, because apparently you can't have a Jessica Jones book about the Purple Man. That's pretty much all she does. <clears throat> Defenders, issue six, Brian Michael Bendis and Dave Marquez. One of Marvel's better books in the minute, even though it's Bendis, and that's Kingpins of New York, so that looks... Kingpins become the mayor, I think. Oh, no, that's, that's happening in cool. Daredevil. Um, I don't know what's going on in, the, in that, but Deadpool turns up, apparently. Monsters Unleashed has somehow made it to issue seven and is continuing into Legacy. I'm not even going to even bother reading out who's writing that because it's a waste of time. Gwenpool is continuing and going back to its original numbering because it's had two separate series. Right. So that's going to confuse people and she's fighting Doom by the looks of it. So that's great. Because I saw a dark moment in one of the Gwenpools where Deadpool actually came up and was like, I've had enough of you. I want you out. Yeah, and when Deadpool doesn't like you, you yeah. know you're shit. Um, all New Wolverine, Tom Taylor, and Juan Cabal. I'm actually uh, dropping this now because of... Orphans of X. Yeah. Dakin's back. Dakin turned up in several things recently, and nobody knew he was alive in the first place. Yeah, Dakin just, just kept appearing when, like, he died in Uncanny Avengers. Was like... Was like in all new, he was in All New Wolverine a few weeks, a few months back, and he yeah. turned up in Iceman as well. It's like... um, speaking of which... Iceman yeah. issue six by Cena Grace and Robert Gill. It's surprisingly good. Oh, is it? You know, I gave it a go. It's very heavily on the gay stuff. Well, yeah. But it doesn't be. feel preachy, and it's kind of interesting, and the sort of it's getting a bit more superhero-y. Well, that's all right. And this one is the Champions Reassembled, which is the original Champions. Okay. Which are, for those of you who don't know, Angel. But obviously he's Archangel at the minute, yeah. Archangel, Black Widow, um, Hercules, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider, and Iceman himself. It's cool to see Johnny Blaze like properly coming out yeah, of man. retirement, dusting off the motorcycle. Yeah, boy. Uh, Jean Grey, issue eight, continuing, which yeah. I'm happy about, because I like that. Dennis Hopeless still, and this will be the Psych War, which is continuing the evil Emma Frost storyline that ended in Human Yeah, it's kind of like merging the two together into the Phoenix it's and Emma Frost. And America is somehow continuing, even though it's pretty much regarded as one of the worst comic books of all time. Yeah. And then you got a, the mini-series starting in... This is just September, by the way. Deadpool versus Old Man Logan. Looks because it's always got to be a Deadpool versus yeah. book. And Punisher Platoon, which is a new Punisher book by Garth Ennis. So that could be quite good. Um, over in then in November... Now, this is what annoys me. I was I was done with Captain America. I'm done with it. It's stupid. I hate it. However, Mark Wade and Chris Samney are, write, are writing and drawing Captain America from 695. Which is a banging team. And it is back to the old red, white and blue. And he's back to the old red, white and blue. And he's trying to rebuild his reputation. <sighs> fucking bastards <laughs> Spider-Man 234 and this is including the old. this is Ultimate Spider-Man so it's including all of the Ultimate Spider-Man numbering yeah. uh, Sinister Six Reborn which is a bunch of new Sinister Six members that nobody cares about including a new Iron Spider in black and gold in black and gold black and gold black and gold yeah it's coming um, yeah. I don't give a shit about Miles Morales anymore the thing is, I don't dislike Mark Morales as a character, but I feel he serves no purpose in a world where Pete exists. 
Yeah, it's like Gwen is okay because Gwen's in her own world. Yeah. Miles does. Miles would be fine if the Ultimate Universe still existed. Because if when Bendis writes him, okay, Miles is a little bit different. But when anybody else gets his hands on it, they make him Peter. It's just Pete. Yeah. It's just younger Pete, just not as funny. Yeah. He's in, obsessed with science, and he's in school, and he's dealing with personal relationships, and it's just like, this, there's no point to this in a world that Pete exists. So I, I think he's a fine enough character. It's just... He needs his own world. He needs his own world. And the whole point of Secret Wars was to destroy the Ultimate Universe, and it just seems to keep keep creeping back. <sighs> anyway, Spider-Man Deadpool's continuing. 23-24, uh, uh, and that was called Spider-Man versus Deadpool, apparently whatever yeah. and that's Robbie Thompson who's fine and Chris Pichalo who's bloody brilliant now this is interesting I'm surprised this is making it this far Amazing Spider-Man Renew Your Vows issue 13 now I love this book because it's everything that I want from Spider-Man oh yeah Mary Jane P and their daughter and Mary Jane's got powers and she's she's one and little spider girl however this is jumping eight years into the future so they've got. So teenage, now she's she's yeah. now in high school, and that makes her way more interesting because you can do more with a high school student than you can with a ten year old. So I'm I love this book. I think it's brilliant, and I think everybody should be reading it. I will. Uh, the only thing I've got an issue with is just the fact that I've just looked at this, again relooked at the suits. It's like you've got the original design yeah, of the spider suit next great. to you, and you're going like, oh, no, I want to go with something different that looks really tacky. All right. I, I do quite like MJ's one, which is the one at the top, the red, the red, the red and white, white one. one. That would be cool if it had more of like the spider mask to it, but yeah, Annie's one's a little bit to be believed. No. Oh. Uh, ben Riley is somehow continuing. I was going to say talking of unbelieved. Uh, that's Peter David and Will Sliney. Uh, oh, Peter right, David's though. a great writer. Yeah, yeah, but I don't give a shit about Ben Riley. No. Uh, Peter Parker and the Spectacular Spider-Man woo shout out also what I want from a Spider-Man book um, Chip Zdarsky Adam Kiever this book is brilliant everybody needs to be reading it simple as that um, Daredevil 595 this is the one where Kingpin becomes mayor not Defenders uh, Charles Saul still and Stefano Lardini so a lot of things not changing now this is a big change The Punisher Written by Matthew Rosenberg and art by Guillaume Some words. Frank Castle is now War Machine. Because why not? Because why not? Why the fuck not? Tell you what, in Old Man Logan this week, they had Hulk nukes. Hulk nukes? Not. Yeah, the Hulk Billies are alive because Maestro went back in time and brought him into this universe. Oh, yeah, of course. Essentially yeah. negating the whole ending of Old Man Logan, which is why I said he ruined the Old Man Logan, yeah. and then gave them nukes. And apparently that's cool. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Um, She-Hulk, Mariko Tamaki. Now, Hulk has been surprisingly one of the better books of Marvel, which is the She-Hulk one. It's called Hulk. It's going back to being called She-Hulk. This is at 159. And she's fighting the leader. That's cool. She's still grey, by the looks of it. Um, she's still grey, She-Hulk. But oh well. Now this is interesting. This this is going to be very interesting. Doctor Strange. Written by Donny Cates. Big up-and-coming artist. Uh, writer, people love him. And Gab- Gabriel Hernandez-Walter, who did the art in Vision, which makes me like 
just get weak at the knees. Yeah. And this arc is called Loki, Sorcerer Supreme. I'll be all over that. Aaron. I'm I'm honest, I'm kind of tempted, only because I want to know the story of where the hell is Strange Doctor Strange gone? Well, he's there. He'll be there. Well, because again, know. if you read the tagline, it's what happened to Stephen Strange. So it's like the question of well, yeah. where has he gone? <laughs> uh, Moon Knight's back because they just seem to relaunch Moon Knight every time they do one of these. Yeah. Um, issue 188, Max Bemis, Jason Burrows, Crazy Runs in the Family, apparently. That's the name of the art. So get ready for the introduction of Moon Knight's greatest nemesis. So you can't really call him the greatest nemesis if he's a new character, really, can you? And it's also the fact his greatest nemesis was himself. The whole idea of playing yeah. Moon Knight is his own problems. Yeah. So, probably pass on this one. I'm a massive Moon Knight fan, but I'm probably not going to do it. No. Old Man Logan, Ed Brisson, and Mike Diodata Jr. They just seem to be the fill-in, too. Yeah. When Marvel needs someone to fill in, they just call those two. Um, and this has got the, the Scarlet Samurai. Yeah. Not the Silver Samurai. Scarlet Samurai. So Logan's fighting. I think her. it's time to get rid of Old Man Logan and bring back Logan, well, which I think they are going to yeah, do I was gonna say very soon. Now, I don't want to be interested in this, but I'm kind of interested in this. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Oh, just it. Brandon Monteclair, Nacho Bustos. So still the same creative team. However, when the Silver, the Fantastic Three is the name of the uh, the book, and when the Silver Surfer comes to Manhattan. First family in Marvel Universe round to answer the call. Who else is going to step up? And it's her teaming up with Johnny and Thing. Which is kind of cool. Technically, yeah. it should be, still be the Fantastic Four, because you've got her and a dinosaur. But Devil's so not there. Is he not? No. Oh, no. Well, then what's the point? Without Devil Dinosaur. That's the only reason to read that book. Nah, from what I hear, I've not read any of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. From what I hear, it is actually quite good. Okay. And I've quite enjoyed her in Secret Warriors. It's very much aimed towards a younger audience. Yeah, so that's kind of enough. a good thing to have at least a couple books where yeah. it's not always dark and gritty. So, Guardians of the Galaxy, 146 and 147. Now, Guardians of the Galaxy is current, arguably the second best book of Marvel, isn't it? Since Jerry Duggan's taken over, he's just given it a new lease of life. Uh, Marcus Toes on art. And this is called The Infinity Quest. Uh, so we're going hunting on Infinity Gems. They teased that in the last issue. Um, the Guardians hunt for the Infinity Stones. Their first stop, joining up with the Nova Corps. Now, and they're all taking up gold helmets. Now, originally, there's a cover here. I don't know if you've got the cover there. That's got them all dressed as Novas. Oh, the Join Up Today one. Yeah. Originally, there was another person on that cover when they first revealed that cover. And it was the new member of the Guardian of the Galaxy. But now he's disappeared. And that was Ant-Man. I was going to say, that was Scott Lang, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping they still do that, because Scott Lang and the Guardians of the Galaxy would be awesome. Well, we and always need an nowhere Earth else one. to be seen. Yeah. And Stark did always want to have an Earth Avenger with them. Which is why he put Carol with them. Why he put Carol and, and uh, Venom. Oh, he was the one who put Venom with them. I thought he just yeah. turned up and went, uh, right. Thanos. I thought Thanos was dying. I specifically remember an issue where Thanos said he was dying. Well, now he's apparently winning. Uh, apparently he's winning. But Donny Cates as well is on this, so, that, uh, so it'll probably be quite good. Um, Donny Cates, uh, Jeff Shaw on art cover. Secret Warriors continuing exactly the same by the looks of it. 
Matthew Rosenberg, Javier Garon, and Will Robson. Mr. Sinister. Apparently they're fighting Mr. Sinister. Yeah. And Karnak leaves to pursue his own agenda, apparently. Cool. Part of the course for him, then. Now, this is just a, these are one-shots, these next ones, um, no, of characters say. that just are disappearing from everywhere else. Um, you've got Darkhawk, issue 51. Darkhawk's back. Darkhawk has 50 issues? Hell. Apparently so. Not Brand Eck, which is a really shit book, and nobody understands why they're bringing that back. Power Pack, which doesn't make any sense, because half of the Power Pack are stuck outside of the universe with Reed and Sue. Yeah. Well, Axe Powers is. And they say Big Brother Alex better come around. That's so, weird. Uh, I don't know. Masters of Kung Fu, Shang-Chi's back. Shang-Chi's day And CM point. Punk is writing that one. Huh. I'm expecting that. <laughs> that could be quite interesting. Oh, yeah. Nick Spencer's writing, writing not Brand Eck. I'll definitely be missing that one. Uh, Silver Sable and the Wild Pack, issue 37. And then we go back into that. I'll just see if there's any new miniseries at the bottom of this. Uh, I don't think so. No, Star Wars. Looks Everybody loves Star Wars. Speaking of which, there's a new uh, creative team on Star Wars. Yeah. Kieran Gillen. Kieran Gillen. So, it's probably going to get better. Even though Jason Aaron's good. It just doesn't feel like his heart's in it anymore. Um, right, and then over in December, last last lot, hopefully. Well, it's the last that we know about. Uh, Phoenix Resurrection, the return of adult Jean Grey. Pointless. Let's put Matthew more. Rosenberg and Lionel, Lionel Francis Yu. Like, if this little Jean Grey was a completely different character, fine. But because she is Jean Grey, and it just... She doesn't serve a purpose anymore. She hasn't served a purpose since the 1980s. Anyway, Marvel 2-in-1, which is probably the most interesting book to come out of this. Chip Zdarsky, Jim Chung, with variant cover by Alex Ross, variant cover by Arthur Adams, Legacy Headshot variant cover by Mike McCone, Remastered variant by John Byrne, Lenticular variant cover by John Marlin, 1965 T-shirt variant by Jack Kirby, Kirby 100th Anniversary variant by Jack Kirby, Trading Card variant by John, John Tyler Christopher. Do you know what that makes me think of, Aaron? Go on. The 90s, when they almost destroyed the comic book industry from variants. They do like a lot of them for this one. Oh, don't even get me started on the Venomverse variants. The Venomized villains. Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> anyway, the four are no more, so two must do. And this arc is called The Fate of the Fantastic Four. And it's Johnny Storm and the Thing teaming up. And it's quite exciting. If this, um, is, the, if this is the precursor for the return of the Fantastic Four, yes, please. Well, Jim Chung has also teased some art of Sue. So... Let's just do it, lads. Come on. We'll find out. I genuinely think we'll see them in Legacy tomorrow. Soon, Reed. I don't think they're coming back yet. I think it'll be the next event where they come back. Yeah, it'll be cold. It's time to go home, and it's just they're slow until they get back. Black Bolt's continuing, and I'm well excited about that, because that is arguably the best bit of the Marvel's doing in the minute. Um, It's so good, and it makes you care about the Absorbing Man, who no one ever thought they would. Wow. That's a... Yeah. yeah. Issue four is beautiful and it's just like a retelling of Absorbing Man's story and Christian oh, right. Wong's art is amazing and then in issue 5 there's a really good opening bit by Fraser Irvin that's like Lockjaw's origin and it's nice. awesome uh, Ms. Marvel 
continuing on. G Willow Wilson, Nico Leon, fine. Like, I'm going anything against Kamala Khan. I'm not going to read it, but you know, it's it's serving a purpose. It's doing it. Generation X is going back to original numbering, issue 85. I've not been reading this book. I read the first issue, I thought it was bollocks, so I'm not continuing that. Weapon X, this book needs to die death. They better not. They better not. Weapon X versus a nuke platoon. Really? It better not be those. Super, it better not be those nuke hulks. These guys are powered by the red pills taken by the super soldier nuke. No, you're right. Oh, that that nuke. Oh, okay. Maybe I will read that then. Actually, that kind of I kind of like the nuke. However, the weapons and mutant destruction thing was stupid, and Hulk Vereen's are the stupidest idea that's ever happened. Yep. In the Hawkeye, Kelly Thompson, Leonardo de Romaro, family reunion, two Hawkeyes, Clint and Kate, back together. Fine, cool, whatever. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, continuing on, or Unbearable Squirrel Girl, as we call it. I'm so shocked it came back. Yep, and somehow managed to get, come back. Um, forbidden Plan Nut, and it looks like she's going to be Galactus. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Tales of Suspense, issue 100, Matthew Rosenberg, Travel Foreman. Apparently, Black Widow's not dead, and they're going to find her. Hawkeye and Winter Soldier. So her two ex-boyfriends. That'll be fun. No The Monsters, are, and that's all of the new ones. Yeah. And then you've got your Spider-Man crossover. With Venom, Inc. Alpha. Venom, and then some shit. Uh... Yeah, so that's Marvel Legacy, and it's slightly depressing. <laughs> yeah but who knows let's be positive it might be good that's that that's that bit done so let's talk about some good stuff Tom King yes is a genius of the craft he does know how to write now a lot of people diss his Batman run which is fair enough there's been good bits there's been awful bits let's start with that so the first arc of Batman oh, I didn't care for second arc brilliant third arc brilliant this war of jokes and riddles, not so much. However, the little kite man mini stories in the middle have been brilliant. That is where Tom King is amazing. His character, his character moments. You read Omega Man, didn't you? Yes. And that was really dark and did some really interesting it stuff. It was a very political book without yes. being political and very dark and grasping. It was very, very well done. But Tom King kind of has a thing with suicide. Yeah, he, he kind of does. Every book Carl kind of has one. reopens the slit in his throat in Omega Man. Yeah. Um, Batman tried to kill himself yep. in I'm Suicide. And now Mr. Miracle. Now, I think when this book announced, I was fucking losing it because I was so excited about it. Two issues have come out. And I already think this is going to be the best comic of all time. Also, should we check on Tom to see if he's alright? <laughs> well, Tom King. That's what people are saying, yeah. They're like, mm, you're not doing suicide stuff? Should we, should but, we you know, it's... Yeah, it's just... Mr. Miracle, the first issue is mind-blowing. Mind-blowingly good. So, essentially, the the idea is that he's so good at escaping things that he's bored. Ah. Well, this is so much the idea in the first issue. So he tries to kill himself to see if he can escape death. Okay, that's a new one. However, you're not quite sure what's real and what's not. Ah. And the whole right. book seems to be about his degrading mental health. 
So it's very much and a Moon like, he's talking story. To... Yeah, and he's talking to Barter, and he's like, oh, I love, I love your blue eyes. And she's like, what are you talking about? I've got brown eyes. And just little bits like that, and then Ooh, he's, he's talking to Oberon about this trick. And Barter comes down, and he's like, who are you, talk- who are you talking to? He's like, Oberon. She's like, Oberon's dead. And it's like, oh, shit, man. And apparently Highfather's Fa- High died. Right. So this, it's kind of out of, out of content. Tom King has said it's in continuity, and the end of it will have a massive effect on the DC universe. However, it doesn't fit in continuity. I think that's purposefully, because it's supposed to be you're not quite sure what's real and what's not. So in like the second issue, Orion has taken over as Highfather, and there's been this big fight in the um, in Apocalypse, in the pits of Apocalypse. Yeah. And like, Barter and um, Mr. Miracle got covered in this goo, and they're trying to rinse wash the shower but he can't figure out the shower he's just like he can't turn it on and there's a great moment where Bart, he's he's talking to Barter and Barter's just like I'm too tall and and Scott's just like you're beautiful like everything about you is amazing and beautiful and I'm just like that's a great moment brilliant moment and then you've got and then they go to dinner with Granny Goodness the trainer of the female Furies because Orion wants them to kill her okay. and she said she's saying about how Orion is trying to play a game and then Barter just beats her to death. And Scott's like, hang on a minute, she had something. Like, and so you don't know what side they're on now, and it's, oh, it's so good! So you've got this problem of, you don't know if Miracle's actually dying, if he's got yeah. outside. I think, I, I have a feeling he's actually died, and it's all like some sort of afterlife purgatory shit. And, yeah. it's gonna, and that that's going to have an effect on DC Universe the fact that Mr. Miracle's died and like Barter's going to oh, I want Barter in the Justice League either that or he finds a way to genuinely escape death and unfortunately brings Necron with him yeah Matt, like I don't care what happens this book is going to go down as a fucking brilliant book oh yeah it's going to be another vision it is going to be another vision vision was so fucking good I feel bad because we properly ragged on the vision when that got announced. True. We properly did. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest... And even when it came out, with the first few issues, we were like, we're not reading this shit. It's like Stepford Wives of fucking Vision. However, <laughs> it did turn out to be that way inclined. It did. And it was fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so good. And Omega Man, I've not read Omega Man, but all I've heard is good things about it. It is... It's, essentially, it's the best book you haven't read. And Sheriff Babylon, Sheriff Babylon, which Tom King and Mitch Gerrard, who does the art in Mr. Miracle, there it is. brilliant as well. But Mitch Gerrard, or I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Gerrard's, um, he, really? his art is just amazing. There's bits where you can like tell that he's put like a bit of tape and then ripped it off, so oh, it yeah. looks like a, like a fuzzing fuzzing out TV set. Oh, that's cool. And uh, it just looks awesome. And there's a great moment in the first issue where it's like he's being in Mr. Miracle's being interviewed by a TV host about what it was like committing suicide and shit. It's just so good. I just... Oh, so good. But yeah, so I just wanted to suck off Tom King for a bit. Because <laughs> it's brilliant. Right, what's next on the agenda? Should we talk Doomsday Clock? Let's do it. We know a bit more about Doomsday Clock. Kind of. Maybe. We Well, we know who Mr. Oz is now. And it's not it's not Ozymandias, which is probably for the better. Yeah. Jor-El. From the pre-crisis, and he's alive, and it's all good, and he's alive, so that's fun. And he's been collecting 
these people for, to what seems like take down Manhattan. And we know he's got Doomsday, Doomsday, Red Robin, Mixius Pitlick, someone else, but I can't remember who it is. And then there's the secret roommate of Tom, Tim Drake that we don't know. Who yeah, the other guy. Which I'm... It, it's got it's to be either Martian Manhunter or Connor Ken. It's got to be one of those two. I would assume Connor. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense because it's Tim. Yeah. But does DC want to bring back Connor Ken? That's the they real question. fucking better. Especially seeing as though they've now got Jonathan. I want Connor. Everyone I like Jonathan. Connor. I really but, like Jonathan, but yeah, I Jonathan want Connor. Too. I want it to be Marshmallow. I just want Manahatter to turn up as like, sup. Yeah, I was actually being that, blue for a while. If Sorry. he was there, if he was there, that would explain where he's been. Yeah. And it's not just that DC's just shafted him completely as a character, which is probably what it is. But yeah, so that's been happening. But we know about Doomsday Clock. So Doomsday Clock will be 12 issues long. I think we might have talked about this before, but I don't care. 12 issues long. Set a year ahead of the DC Universe and we'll essentially see Superman versus Doctor Manhattan. And Jeff Johns is saying a lot about it now. He's talking about it. And it just sounds like it's going to be fucking brilliant. Well, he said, like, it took him nearly a year to, like, go from, yeah, I want to do this, yeah, to, line. here's the story. Yeah. Oh, shit. Can I, write, can I draw that? Yeah. Cool. Who's, who's the art? Gary Frank's the artist. Yeah. So that's going to be amazing. Um, and the second issue, the cover is Batman reading Rorschach's journal. And when I saw that, every since they, since they did this thing, I was like, why are you doing this? Why is the Watchman coming into the main universe? But now I'm just seeing all this stuff. I'm like, do it. Just go all for it. Just go for it. Yeah, let's just go crazy with it. it. Let's see how bad it's going out. Like, all right, let's not have them alive in the main universe afterwards, but let's just go all out. Have them all turn up. Fuck it. And it's then... going to be a bit weird, though, because, again, like, ow. Yeah, sure, I can see Team Up with Blue Beetle. It'll be quite funny to see this, those two combined. Silk Spectre's just not... She's going to stick out his sore thumb. She's Black Canary, essentially. Well, she's yeah. not Black Canary. No, she's there's not a character Black Canary. She's based on. But she, that, she may as well be Black Canary. Um, but yeah, so it just, it just looks like it's going to be a really interesting book. And I've got so much faith in Jeff Johns. Like, he can't do anything wrong in my eyes. No, he's all-time faith. Anyone else writing this book, I'd be like, fuck off. Yeah, this would be very much a, oh dear. But Jeff John, oh, Gary Frank. But the lenticular cover, I know I was dissing lenticular covers a minute, but the len- a minute ago, but the lenticular cover for this is awesome. It's a picture of Rorschach, and then his face changes to the Trinity symbols. Yeah, which is awesome. And that's so cool. And so it looks like it's going to be bat- It's going to be the Trinity taking on Doctor Manhattan. And I'm all for that. Because that'll be awesome. How they beat Doctor Manhattan, I haven't got a fucking clue. Yeah, <laughs> that is one of those ones of how do you beat an omnipotent god? Yeah. So that's Doomsday Clock. Runaways. I just want to have a quick talk about this because yeah, I'm a big shout out for the Runaways. Issue one came out. You've not read it yet, but I'm going to spoil yet, it for no. you. Sorry, but it's I need to. It's good. Right. It's really good. It's brilliantly written, the first issue. But only three of them turn up. Oh. 
And it now turns out that this looks like it's actually only going to be a miniseries. Alright. And it's just going to be the reunion of the Runaways. Which is really disappointing. Mm. I was hoping it was an ongoing. I was hoping that by issue two we're all going to be back together. I mean, which one is it? But essentially this first issue, it, and I will praise it, the first issue is fucking brilliant. The writing-wise and art-wise, it's brilliant. Direction, business-wise, I'm not so sure about but so Nico sat there in her house and she seems to be depressed. It's a common theme this uh, this month in, <laughs> in comics. <laughs> but like she's looking at all the old pictures of the Runaways and she's like, oh, that was such a good time. And she's looking at like the Avengers Arena stuff. She's like, oh, I was important then. She looks at the A4 stuff. Then just cuts to her. She sat there alone in her house. Like, oh, what do I do now? And then out of nowhere, time machine pops up. There's Chase Stein holding a dying Gertrude. I'm like, Chase, you bastard, you went back in time. Yeah. And he brings Gert down and he's there and he's like, you need to fix her. And Nico's like, I can't fix her. We tried this before. We tried it when it happened. I cannot fix her. And he's like, well, do something. So she like, obviously she has to cut herself to get the um, the staff to come out. So she does that and she, call, she just makes a doctor appear. And it's like, right, fix her. Like, fix her. And there's this whole, like, mad chase of them trying to get um, uh, Gert back to life. And they keep and pressure on Nico. And Nico's coming up with all these ridiculous spells to try and fix it. And then there's just this great moment where Chase goes, why can't you do this? And she just goes, I'm running out of spells. And I'm like, yes, that's the story we need for Nico. Like, of course you've run out of spells. If you yeah. can only use them once, and it's all about imagination, you just run out you wouldn't be able to think of anyone. And I was like, this is what we need from Nico. Granted, always quite that's why I love this issue, because it was just a Nico issue. But. Which is always quite interesting, because again, it was it was covered in A-Force quite a bit of, eventually she would run out of spells, which is why she started learning different languages, so she'd have another, yeah. like, couple shots at spells. Yeah. But, like, it was, okay, it was disappointing that Carolina and um, Molly didn't turn up in this issue. However, you know, I can't complain too much. Uh, but the Chris Anker art is beautiful. I love Chris Anker anyway. He did the Star Wars run. But yeah, Rainbow Ralph, for a new time comic book writer, she got the pacing brilliantly. So yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. Um, do you want to talk about Star Trek Discovery then? Yes, do it. Um, I've not watched it yet, but you have, so give us, give us your thoughts. So, first two issues came out. Uh, it's going to be then weekly from there. Um, if you're on in the UK, you get it on the Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. On the Netflix. Which is a perfect place to watch it, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, watch it whenever you want this. Yeah, so the first two came out. Uh, they're about 40 minutes apiece, so standard issue Star Trek length. Uh, instead of like following more of the captain, you're following the um, commander, so like the first, first in charge after. Mm. She's... This is where my opinion comes out. I really dislike the character. So this the the one I've been seeing in the um, in all the trailers. It's the black woman. Or is that yes, she is. Uh, I don't know the actress's name. I don't. No, I can't remember anything. But um, the idea is that um, she was traumatized as a child. She had like either lost her parents in a in a um. Oh God! Why does everyone got to lose their parents? Yeah, well, anyway, she's brought up uh, on a clean... Sonequa Martin. 
that's the act. That's the actor's name. Um, and it's uh, Rainsford. She, yes, Rainsford. She is brought. Well, Mike. Yeah, and Michael, I think it is as well. You got Rainsford. Oh, Michelle Yeoh's in it. Yeah, I love Michelle Yeoh. The cast and is Doc great. Jones. Yeah, the cast is oh, great. Man. Oh, I'll watch this after this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she's brought up on a on, like essentially on Vulcan. Or on a Vulcan, in a Vulcan university by Spock's father, Sarek. Um, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, so she has the disciplines and mentality of a Vulcan in a human. Right. <laughs> which is really fucking annoying. <laughs> um, and she's... So, uh, second, episode 2 kind of realised that seven years prior to the events of what's happening, Sarek goes, you are, you've passed everything... You are going onto this vessel with this captain, and so she's like trying the hope, hoping that her hope for humanity. Because again, the captain's seen some dark stuff. We haven't mm. seen what yet, but yeah, she's seen some dark stuff. Anyway, um, first, yeah, she ends up go the she ends up pretty much starting a war between the Klingons and the Federation. That's always fun. Yeah, and I, well, the tagline has always been "Which side are you on?" Because again, it's the Klingons are attempting to unify themselves after being split by the twenty-four houses into one. And they don't want to be like lose their individuality in the Federation. Well, the Federation want to protect their space and have been fired on, so want to defend themselves. And it was like they are well done. The episodes again, budgetary. Scripting is great. Yeah, it fucking looks way more budget-wise compared to fucking whatever the last one was. Enterprise was the last yeah, one. Yeah, Enterprise. God, that was years ago. Um, it feels very much is in the Abrams universe for stylizing. Yeah, yeah. Which is all okay because it looks very nice. Well, yeah, and fucking the Abrams films are fucking brilliant. So. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I still haven't seen three. Beyond is my personal favorite. I absolutely adore it. First one. First um, one's great. But the again, the end of episode two is the ha- fact that um, throughout most of episode the ha- second half of episode one and most of episode two, your first officer um, contradicts the captain, attacks the captain, mutinies, um, gets put in a brig, gets broken out, then tries to storm an enemy ship and has the captain killed. Fun. So she <laughs> is stripped and loses not only her own ship, but a dozen others, one of them with an admiral on it. Because of her dumb mistakes. And her get an emotion getting in her way of it. It's like you deserve everything of this because you decided to you just started a war because of racism. Yeah. Which was always interesting because it is one of those ones of this technically is a, is about racism. She hates all Klingons because one group of Klingons killed her family. Boom. Racist bitch. Yeah. And, yeah, so the ending of it is that she is stripped of rank and sentenced to life imprisonment in a Federation, in a Federation prison. Mm. That's, where we, did, that's where he ends. Did you read about how originally wanted to marvelize this TV show, this Star Trek Discovery? Like it was going to be more of an anthology show. I didn't hear about that, no. No, yeah, I think I read that, read that somewhere. That they were, like, originally it was more that it was going to be 
a thing set in the Abrams universe and sort of just extend it and tell different stories and stuff. But, but obviously that's not what's happening anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but no, okay, so yeah, Star Trek Discovery, I'm going to give it a watch after we come off here. Because it's it only, it only dropped this morning, it. didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were going to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming, but I've just realised I've forgotten completely about the entirety of Homecoming and I don't remember what happened in it. But I liked it quite a lot. I think it's one of Marvel's better ones, and it's uh, Vulture's one of the better villains. Yeah. So, that's that. Uh, briefly, I just want to talk about Defenders. Defenders was good. That's all I've got to say. About. <laughs> that, that, that'll do. Well, they improved on Iron Fist, they improved on Luke Cage. That's all I wanted, really. Jessica Jones was still fine. I think she's actually the better one of the four of them. Most interesting one in the in the show, not not in the books. Um, but Punisher's out in a few weeks, and that does look bloody brilliant, even though it is the Punisher. But yeah, Defenders is cool. But I'm done with the hand. Move on from the the hand, hand. needs to just be dropped though. Yep. <clears throat> However, DC are fucking killing it. They got Mister Miracle going on. They got Doomsday Clock and all that rebirth uh, point where it's sort of plateaued but still bloody brilliant. However, Dark Knight's metal. Now, you were never a big fan of Scott Snyder's Batman run. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't a fan of bits of it. But I do like other bits of it. But it seems to have forgotten about the bits that I didn't like. <laughs> so essentially, Dark Knight's metal. The idea is that the seven multiverses that weren't revealed in multiversity that were on the map, the ones that had the question marks... Yeah. are what's considered the dark multiverse and each of them have an evil Batman that's come through and is attacking Gotham that bit I could not give a shit about however we have Dark Days the Forge and Dark Days the Casting which were two brilliant books that just sort of set up the plot and stuff about the metal the end of metal and what was going on Scott Snyder does a brilliant way of tying his in his entire run into this mega stage event. So you remember when he finds the in the court of the owls, there's that metal that's what makes them like immortal or some shit. Oh yeah, the water. Yeah. When he came into contact with that, he got a special power or something like that. He got he got connected to that. He then got connected to the Dionysium when he died and then came back as Bruce and forgot he was Batman at the end of Endgame. There was also another point where he got put with a metal. So when he got sent back in time uh, in Grant Morrison's run. So they seem to have just ditched continuity and just like, oh yeah, Grant Morrison's run happened. (laughs) Um, And like, they've also brought back the Bat God from Grant Morrison's run, Bat Bat-Bados or whatever he's called. Oh, that thing. Yeah, who seems to have collected these Dark Batman and brought them together. Yeah. But the best thing about Dark Knight's Metal, Aaron, is that after the first issue, he meets Kendra, as in Hawkgirl, and she explains everything. She's like, this is Dark Knight Metal. Uh, this is the Nth Metal, and this is an important metal. You're connected to it, and they're all coming, and the Dark Multiverse wants it, and it comes from the Dark Multiverse. And Hawkman's lost. Whatever. Um, that right. Hawkman because there's another Hawkman because there's like 20 different Hawkmen and I don't understand how that works 
Um, but yeah, it's Kendra, and she's like that. And then Batman steals something and runs away from the Justice League and Kendra, and all the Justice League are trying to hunt him down, and he's using the Robins to sort of slow him down. And they catch up with Batman in this in this like vault place, and the courtly owls are there, and they're like, Batman, what are you doing? Like, just stop. We can sort this out. Batman goes, no, I've got a plan. Oh, God. And just pulls out baby Darkseid. What? What? You remember in... What? You remember he died... Darkseid died in Darkseid. Yeah. And he was reborn as a baby. Somehow Batman's got him. <laughs> just randomly And he thinks in up. Omega symbols. <laughs> of course he does. And Batman's like, I'm going to use it. And it's like... That's... So ridiculously stupid... But at the same time, fucking brilliant. It's like that, that's not like Hulk nukes. That's just stupid. This is funny and brilliant and fun and so stupid. Ugh, I love it. But yeah, it just seems like they're bringing back loads of aspects of this as well, of the DC universe with it. Like Red Tornado's been was in the first issue. Um, they talked about the Black Hawks, the challenges of the unknown, uh, Mister Miracles, and the, what the Dark Day stuff. There's like teasers of the Shazam stuff and the Rock of Eternity. Um, Kendra in the second issue goes to this lake of lava and out of the lake of lava rises the uh, Legion of Doom headquarters the Dark oh, Vader Legion of Doom headquarters walks in and there's this like collection of like ancient beings of the DC universe like Vandal Savage is there Raz and oh, Talia man. are there Morgana Le Fay's there like and it's just like oh this is awesome and it's just and it's, it seems to be like a big crisis level event and I think in, in Dark Days the Forge, whichever the first one was. Yeah. Like he walks into the Batman walks into this room in the in the Fortress of Solitude. And Plastic Man was there. And I love me some Plastic Man. Uh, Doctor Fate's also turned up as well. Um, but yeah, Batman walks into this room and there's the big golden rod thing from Infinite Crisis. Oh man. Yeah. I was like, oh, 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 oh. just splurting. Yeah, we're at Splooting. that level. Yeah, and I'm just. I want like I don't care about these evil Batman. I think it's stupid, and I feel like it's just a cash cow. But the actual story of what's going on, which is the more important stuff, it seems to be that all the evil Batman are being dealt with in the tie-in books and the yeah. crossovers and stuff that are doing like uh, Teen Titans, Teen Titans, Suicide Squad, Nightwing, and Green Arrow all crossing over, doing this Gotham Resistance stuff, which is di- that. Originally, the first one dealt with the Joker, Batman, Batman who laughs. Um, Flash is taken on the Red Death, and then that turns into, and then Greenland, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, and Justice League. Yep. Uh, crossing over for the Murder Machine guy, which is the Cyborg one. So yeah, it's like, <coughs> it's fun. <laughs> it's just mental. But like those bits I don't care about. Like I read the first one shot, the Red Death thing. It was quite interesting, because... He's not evil. He's like he's Batman. He's like a more. This could get me in trouble. A more artistic version of Batman. <laughs> like in the fact that like I must be the best Batman. I have to do this. I must do this. I must do that. And like it cuts to, cuts to Batman and the Flash in that in that Earth running around. And Batman's like, "Give me the Speed Force." He's like, "No, you don't know how to use it. I'm not just gonna give you the Speed Force." And Batman's got like. Captain Cold's mask on, Weather Wizard's wand, uh, Mirror Master's gun, 
And it's like, so he's just taking tech from everyone just to oh, try and be the best superhero sense. that he can. And then eventually takes the Flash's speed force and then comes into this world. And I, I kind of like that idea. I like the idea that he's just, he's so desperate that he'll just take everyone's powers. But to be honest, it just sounds like he took all of the rogues. Well, yeah. <laughs> but there was part of me when I saw Captain Cold Batman that went, yeah. <laughs> so that'll do. That'll do. That'll do. So yeah, Mel was looking like it's going to turn out to be a really good event. And, like, although, granted, we, and we bagged it a lot on Scott Snyder when he was doing the um, uh, Jim Gordon Batman stuff, but that was just editorial shit. He is a genuinely brilliant comic book writer, and you cannot deny that. He just, he puts his all in it. Oh yeah, and he's putting his all in this. And Greg Capola's art is just amazing. And it's rock and roll, and like it's living up to its name. This book is metal, as in the term, as in like heavy metal. And even the the cover for the first issue is <laughs> devil horns, devil horn hand symbol made out of the Justice League. It's awesome. However, I get the John Romita Jr. variants because I seem to be the only person these days that likes John Romita Jr. <laughs> but. That's all I've got to talk about. I, to be honest, I think that's a show. That is a show. And that was much more fun than me reading up a load of shitty news that nobody cares about. Yeah, pretty much. So we'll come back in like another three months when we've actually got stuff to talk about. It's uh, <laughs> only two. <laughs> it's just like every time I looked at my massive list of comics, I was just like, I cannot be asked to do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of, I'm sort of getting to the point where I'm sort of done. I don't want to read stuff. I'm just like, look at it, I'm like, because like, I read a lot more. I read so many books. I had like, 25 books last week. Bloody hell. Yeah. To read. Ugh. Oh, and in Doom Patrol, there was some cat sex. Okay. And when I say cat sex, I mean human on cat action. Oh, alright. Although the cat had a human body. Yeah. What? It's Doom Patrol. It's crazy. Right. It's awesome, but it's crazy. I yeah. love Doom Patrol. But still no Monsieur Mala, and that's out of order. And on that note... <laughs> Hold that. On the cat sex note, we're out. <laughs> Thank you all for keeping with us, and we yeah. will see you the next time. Also, read Nick Fury. Uh, Nick Fury. Yes, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs>